you guys want to help me continue making great football index content, then head over to my Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash F-I guide, where you can support me and get access to great premium early access and exclusive content for as little as three quid a month cost of a pint wherever you live and there's some more expensive tiers as well if you fancy so go do check that out if you do enjoy my content here's the legal stuff from football index fi is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over the content of this podcast has not been approved by football index but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose BeGambleAware.org and when the fun stops, stop. Hello and welcome back to Fitcar Extra, episode 55. Pandas just said to me before we started, we're recording at 4.55 and he said, I could be do, I could do with getting off by six o'clock and I told him to get fucked really. I told him he's staying around for the fans for longer this time because that's what the fans want. Panda, how are you doing? Oh no. How are you, Rick? Rick. Who's that? That is (laughs) the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Okay, I'm going to put this in uh, in post because that sounded dreadful. I'm going to do it like uh, actually no like last week's it was really good wasn't it really loud I've got here on my zoom it says set up professional audio in audio settings I don't know what to say to you mate listen at the end of the day we've got someone on though haven't we that can help us with all of this I don't know if he can that's not kind of his remit (laughs) it's not what I'm here for James it's It's not not what what he's here here for for. Ghost why don't you uh, introduce yourself here he is yes hello to all listeners Um, my name is F.I. Ghost, and I am the resident ghost of the Football Index community. Brilliant. Hence and this is why this is my first appearance on any podcast ever. Wow. And probably the only. Like, ever? You're never going to go on another one? You're, no, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> you're, like, you're like a scarce, unique. Once they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once you're, exactly. So this is like yeah. a sold, sold out. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very topical. Don't go on sale, just, you know, one, one in and out, and that's it. You're like yeah. a really but, shiny Pokemon card. Yeah, or crypto kitty, crypto kitty. Speaking of crypto, speaking of crypto, right, gents? I just need to clear this for listeners and yourselves. Yes, Mm. I am not someone who mines Ethereum. Right. It's it's you know I'm probably going to get a lot of people sort of. Why have you been accused by going? Yeah, people have attacked him about this. Really? Have you? I have not been on Twitter all day. Sorry. So I've people have been accusing you of being a a crypto miner. There's all sorts of accusations around all his AMD graphic cards, his laptops lined up, and he just mines (laughs) all day but I don't think he does. All that processing power, nothing to provide for it. <laughs> Are you a crypto man? Are you into that kind of stuff? Yeah, I don't see why not. Crypto's what do you mean you don't a... see why not? You either <laughs> are or you're not. not. <laughs> this guy, he's so vague. This is, this is the ghost. Exactly. You can't say yes. Get with a memo. Get with a memo. This is what I'm yes all about. And then say... I can't tell you whether I am or not. Oh, I, I no, don't fine. see why not, you see. That's, that's, that's totally fine. But this is you becoming a little bit less ghost-like coming out into the public yeah. and talking to us, aren't you? Yeah, I think the whole ghost thing, I don't know why, but I've always been obsessed with the Call of Duty game. So I thought, well, when I started my account, um, why not go with Ghost? He was my favourite character. Um, and even he was sort of quite elusive. He sort of came in for a couple of missions and then just left for a long time. And then 
Mm. So I've decided mm. to be like that as well on the FI community. Fair enough. I used to play, um, well, we won't continue down this path, but for those <laughs> that do play Call of Duty, I was a lethal ghost in uh, Team Deathmatch back in the day with the P90 oh. running around, running and gunning. You know, UAV off, um, but look, we can we can leave, we can park that to one side. <laughs> for the listeners, so if those of you who don't know, uh, there was a YouTube video released last night that caught my eyes, and it was with two employees at Index Labs, which are the technical arm of Football Index, um, which run the technology. And yeah, they've been at the company for ten months, and it's quite a technical video. So Fig and I reached out, didn't we? And we said, are there any world leading engineers out there or software developers that can come on and help us break this down into more bite-sized chunks and make it more palatable for us non-techies, especially someone like me? Um, so that's where we are, right, Fig? Yeah, we are. And I'm, I'm going to try and test my tech brain actually here. Have you watched? So have you watched I've watched, I watched it at 1.75 times speed. I've been very busy today and oh, I've watched 43 okay. minutes of it. But okay. essentially my gathering ghost is uh, FI are, have built their current platform in, in a kind of a monolithic way, which is not very modern from a quote unquote tech stack point of view, right? With uh, Are we uh, just jumping in straight to monolithic? Well, I, I, from my understanding, aren't we, aren't we that's when ghosts. Ghost, from my understanding, because yeah, no, because I'm trying on. to break it down to plain English here, right? From oh, my understanding, that's when you're doing a very good job of that. That's I mean, when you build what... like layer on layer on layer in terms of tech, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the whole there we go, the whole Panda. current the hmm. whole current structure that they're built on is that monolith that he kept on talking about, which is on a certain runtime or server environment. Um, now. Interestingly enough, the whole monolith thing is in its nature quite difficult to move away from because as a monolith, it's sort of one structure. Um, and in order to move from that, you either have to break it down completely and start over um, or you just find a completely new strategy outside of that monolith. So what they're doing is they're essentially creating a brand new back-end engineering system that will help to craft future growth for the FI platform. Um, the reason why they've done this is because obviously the current platform has worked up until now, but there have been some issues surrounding sort of scalability, performance of the platform, the mm. costs associated with it. Um, and all this was sort of mentioned in the, uh, in the very lengthy video that was the one with the FI engineers. Mm. Um, and this, this new CTO has come in uh, I believe his name was Michele, if I'm not wrong. Um, and he's sort of the, the founding father of this hadron that everyone's sort of mm. very attracted to. Um, mm. And the expectation for it is to have a single code base where you will only write it once and can deploy it across many different platforms, whether that be a new region, uh, a new initiative, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Go on, Oscar. No, no, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt because I'm enjoying it. But uh, I, I think do you want it's to good, Panda, if he says something that either of us don't understand, just ask him to break it down. Oh, okay. Um, so, oh, I don't know where to start really now. So <laughs> we're just talking about, I'm trying to think of this and take a step back that uh, as a user, and, and I'll try and help steer it towards being a user on the platform. Uh, so when we talk about this monolithic, base or the coding that you've just referenced we're talking about the footballindex.co.uk website and the technology that underpins it as at today yeah that's correct um but not only that also 
the front-end engineering, which is the website and the two applications via Android and iOS. Right. Um, and then the technology under that is obviously the back-end, which is everything that runs the code that the apps essentially run on. Um, so that's what the, the structure oh. looks like. And the... Um, and and the system that they're implementing is mainly back end, which will also affect the front end. Right. So I mean, we Fig and I we didn't fall out, but we had a healthy debate the other day. This is a slight tangent, but I'm a firm believer, and I've been saying this for five or six months that there isn't a shortcut now to rocket a football index to to where it needs to be. We need continuous um, improvements to the platform. Uh, a rebuilding of trust and lots of other factors. And when I talk about uh, improvements to the platform, I think about having price alerts, being able to edit bids, so not having to cancel and resubmit, but being able to edit. I think about putting stop losses on. I mean, maybe not stop losses, but you know, in extra controls and features in a, in a suite, which makes this more engaging and usable. Having a live, uh, more interactive leaderboard on match days. Is that front-end technology, those items? And is that at all linked to this video that was out there? It's, it's a mixture of the two because obviously your front-end engineering needs to be able to house the back-end engineering that would mean that these initiatives come into play. So things like editing bids, mm. you would need to be able to edit the front-end but also the back-end. So it's a mixture of both, really. Um, okay. something, that, something that came up in the video quite a lot was the idea yeah. of sort of synchronicity uh, and being sort of asynchronous. Um, they were talking about things like orchestra versus choreography and all these sort of wizardry metaphors to try and highlight that this sort of hadron system that they're planning on implementing will have no single point of failure. Whereas the current system they've got, if something was to fail, for instance, if an IPO came out in five days time um, and the market was flooded with bids, um, they're going to have for example, an overload and the app will crash. Mm. Whereas mm. with something like this, it allows them to create a, a backlog of uh, sort of system messages that say, right, well, if it's gonna if it's gonna overload the app, then this is gonna happen, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just a, a long line of those stored log of messages, which is you know, it allows to rebuild the system should should a failure occur. So is it a um, bit like do you remember in physics fig? Um you, you used to build a circuit and you'd yes, have I do. single versus parallel. Now, I don't know if I've got the right terms. And if you've got like Christmas tree lights on a Christmas tree with a parallel series, if one light goes out, the others can continue to work versus a single, I think, where if one goes, you lose all electrical current and it all falls down. Is that kind of along the right lines there, Ghost? As yeah, in, like, I, think, I, if, I think so, yeah. If we had an IPO which was going to crash the system rather than not be able to log into the website and everything fall down... Um, it can kind of keep operating essentially and sort of bypass that error. Yeah, I, th- I think you're on the right lines. Um, it's essentially, <laughs> essentially that's the way that's the way it would it would improve the engineering and the software and the development right. behind the app that we that we interact with on a daily basis. Okay, because and, and going back to your message you sent earlier, which when you spoke about watching it, you split it into three main sections. Yeah. So. But like bullet point one is breaking down the technicalities in plain English as best as possible. And you're going to yeah. keep that. So have we covered that? Would you say? I think so. Um, yeah, they're essentially we... moving from an archaic um, single point of failure platform. I put in brackets to uh, an enhanced version, which has uh, improved front end and back end. 
and which enables scalability across regions. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's 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 it in a nutshell. Because at the moment, this can't be picked up and dropped into Germany or Finland or the US because it just isn't fit for purpose and it's old fashioned. No, that's exactly right. With with the current yeah. monolithic structure, it's, yes. it's quite difficult to adapt to different Got environments. Um, whereas with this uh, new hadron, it allows for easier transferability of things like regulations, for instance. So if FI did decide to go into another major European country, they would easily be able to plug in trading regulations of Germany or Finland or Sweden or wherever it is that they, they felt like they needed ah, to grow. So they can tailor. So as they... Right, so they can pick up the the platform, drop it into Germany, but they'd have edit. They could edit and tailor it to match German regulatory requirements. Yeah, absolutely. And then edit edit it again in Finland for Finnish requirements. Ah, absolutely, right, yeah. okay. Well, that so makes okay. That's the difference between having yeah, like a monolithic architecture to one that uses all those little what are they called the things that you can just turn on and off. Ghost. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There we go. I knew you, it. I, you can, I you can turn on. You can turn. Yeah, but you can turn a switch on and off. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, there you carry go, on. Guys. Carry I'm pl- on. I'm so pleased, and I hope that stays in the podcast. Because... It will. I won't edit it. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Thanks. Yeah, well said, Ghost. Yeah, don't let don't let us like pull the wool over your eyes. Uh, no, that was a good answer. <laughs> okay, so that's interesting. Okay, and then so what Hadron offers to FI backend and front end engineering? So. Apart from the, um, well, we just spoke about the benefits in terms of scalability, um, cross-transferring to different regions. What other benefits do you expect, you know, when you try and link it back to a user who's logging in and wants to place a bet, because that's ultimately what, what we all want to do and make money. What, what other benefits are we going to see and what time frame do you expect on this project, Hadron? And I bear in mind that you're not supposed to know the answer necessarily, but just as a, as a rough ballpark or guide, because I'm clueless. Yeah, I think I think it's um, one of the things that I, I picked up in that video was yes. that they they intentionally want to make it sound complex um, because they don't want to give everything away mm. on what they're working on. Mm. Any you know the, the smallest bit of information that comes out of the engineering team is going to be taken on by traders and it's going to influence decisions, and then mm. in turn that's going to also affect the market. So I think. Clinton, especially in that video, was very sort of, he was always backtracking. You know, he mentioned things like Cassandra and then went to go on and say, oh, well, the things I mentioned about Cassandra, just forget about it. Um, What's Cassandra? I'm, I'm not too sure. I think it's another oh. type of server environment and oh, okay. a development program. Um, okay. But they, do, they don't want to give everything away. And they've been doing that for, for as long as the platform's been up. They've sort of yeah. you know, kept kept everything to consumer-based announcements on, on you know, the, the, the communities that have been built via Twitter, et cetera. Um, and that's, we know that's not going to change. Um, they could easily go and push everything to an open source solution and say, right, well, if they go onto GitHub, for instance, they could post a, a task saying, well, we are a football-based trading platform. We want X, Y, and Z done. Um, but they want to keep a bit of privacy to what they're doing. Um, and that's very typical of the platform. And I think it's, there's a bit of fun that lies in that as well, because you're sort of waiting for the next, next big thing to happen. Um, but I, I think it's intentional what they're doing, keeping everything quite, 
quite to themselves. Yeah, because I think people have been critical in the past of when Adam used to come out, uh, Adam Cole, CEO for, for people that haven't been around too long the platform, and say, you know, uh, good and talk. And I don't know if he did say that. I might make that up. But, you know, there were there were There wasn't about... a Football Index tweet that said that said something in German, I remember. Was there? Yeah. yeah. That was and I can't... Yeah, I didn't know if I'd made that up, but we've based some trading decisions and put money into bets based on reading between the lines. And I think as they become, well, they are, they are a tier one operator, but as they try and scale this and turn, dare I say, a more professional approach, they don't want decisions being made by loose announcements and rumors. So that makes sense. What you're saying goes that they are keeping their guard up and then, yeah, they're not giving too much away on the video. Yeah. I think it's important as well, as I said, because, the smallest the smallest bit of information will give away yes what what they're doing and as i said yeah. we they don't want to try and influence the market based on an engineering bit of information so i think it is important that they do that um i mean going going into more of the the business case for the new system yes. um one thing that we obviously as a community have seen quite a lot of is things like liquidity providers and market makers being sort yeah. of, you know mentioned quite a bit um new media monitors for instance um things like bids and offers at the same time we've already been we've seen some of that the whole share issuance new ipos mm. and just general app performance i think what this system will do is allow for all of that to be much smoother sailing um with this whole new hadron initiative what they want to do is is make it more efficient to push out these new initiatives such as liquidity providers and market makers should they come um and yeah i think it's 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 a step in the right direction and it shows the intention of a football index as a company for sure. Can I ask a quick one? I think maybe a quarter into it, he talks about how uh, they have the monolithic structure, which they know they just want to keep kind of stable and surviving and they're not completely transitioning to this new structure. What will they do then in that situation? It's difficult to say because one of the things with, with the monolith is that, as I said earlier, it's either you just get rid of it and transfer everything over to this new Hadron initiative that they're working on uh, or just come up with something completely different and, and sort of rewrite everything that is the monolith. Um, one of the things that was quite apparent very early on in the video was that, um, you know, they, they intend to move into different regions with this. Um, even though they didn't say it directly, you can tell that that's, that's where they're headed. Um, and I think that this this hadron will be used more intentionally to move into different regions rather than change, for example, the UK part of things or where it's currently based. Um, but I guess we'll see at, at this at this point in time, the information we have is quite limited um, and something like an announcement from FI in regards to this, because obviously they'll have to address it at some point if it's being talked about now, um, will we'll, we'll give us more, shed some light on it. And I want to just jump in here and just ask you both if you've seen Mike, uh, C, uh, new CEO Mike Bowen's come out and released a video. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, that come on. I wanted to just listen to it. Have you listened to it, Fig? Do you I want... have. Do, I can't, how can I listen? How can I put it on? The can you play through the Zoom for people that are listening live? Um, can you hear this? All right, one sec. Go on. Come on. My phone is just not working anymore. I need to get a new phone. Hold on. You say Mike Bowen released this? 
Yes, yeah. CEO on his official Twitter channel. Come on, you piece of fucking shit. And I wanted to time this in because this obviously links in nicely. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Mike here from uh, FIHQ in London. Uh, I'm going to be answering some of your questions next week, which I guess I could anticipate what some of those will be. So I'll be talking about NASDAQ. Uh, I'll be talking about... Uh, liquidity. I'll be talking about the media monitor, amongst other things. But really, I would like to know what you guys uh, want to ask. So please ask a question down below. Um, in terms of recent updates, obviously, we've put together an FAQ on issuance, which has gone live yesterday. And today, we are publishing the circulation volumes of each and every footballer on the site. Now, in future, that will be going live onto the platform in an automated way. But until that time, we will be publishing it once a month so everyone can keep track of how many shares are in circulation. Uh, so, yeah, please uh, get back to me uh, with a question below. I look forward to following up next week with uh, some more uh, video answers and speak directly to you, um, the traders. Thank you. That was that. Yep. Well... Initial impressions, Ghost. Interesting. As I, that's the first time I've heard it. Obviously, it's only been released about eleven. Absolutely. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, again, you know, you, you can tell that they're moving in the right direction. You, you know, Mike. When when's Adam Cole ever done that? Uh, well, well, Adam Cole. I mean, I think the last Q and A we had. It's a good point, though. I think it's quite a personal touch. Uh, sorry to cut you off there, Fig. But that's right. Adam Cole had the Q&A in June last year and it was live and right, okay. it took a lot of weight and it went quite poorly and the market didn't react too well to it, Fig, if I'm right in remembering mm. it. So at least this way, it's, it's, it's personal, it's a video and he can screen the questions and it can be more prepped and more polished. Yeah, they have and a comms is, officer there as well. They've now. got a comms officer now. So this is what we talk about, everything needing to incrementally grow, their comms, uh, their tech, uh, the, everything around the company as it grows needs to uh, improve and, and I'm excited about these Q&As now. Yeah, it'll certainly be very interesting. Yeah. What was interesting, Ghost, is that he mentioned NASDAQ in there. Now, I've given up on that. I mean, look, I, was it real or was it fiction, Fig, or not, when Adam Cole had the poster board at Wall Street? That was real. In, that was real, uh, was it? In New York. They yeah, yeah, in New York. Yeah, okay. So, you know, and I've seen NASDAQ talk uh, via video about football index so i know the link is there but behind the scenes i'm sort of putting this to ghost i mean it, well we'll see what mike says next week but what's your understanding of where things are with nasdaq and you might not want to put your neck too much on the line because we don't know but it all seems to have gone very quiet the word nasdaq isn't front and center anymore was it just back in technology they were helping with do you have any idea on that again it's difficult to say because as you mm. say there's not been a lot of communication in regards to um, the whole NASDAQ integration. Um, one of the questions that actually came up in response to the tweet earlier about the podcast um, was talking about whether Project Hadron actually spells the end for Project NASDAQ. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, think, I think quite the contrary. I think that it could be a potential massive boost to the NASDAQ initiative, potentially even a selling point to them to say, right, we now have the back-end engineering to help you integrate this much easier than we did before. Um, mm -hmm. I think, again, it's, it's these things take time um, because obviously it was over-promised to us, the traders, 
yeah. um, by you know previous leadership and saying that you know we're yeah. going to integrate it at this particular date. It's yes. obviously not happened, and we've been quite disappointed. Um, and yeah. there's a lot of details I think that still need ironing out. However, mm. the fact that they're now working towards that single code base means, from a technical standpoint, that whole agreement is headed in a positive direction. I think that mm. the fact that Mike Bowen has addressed it as one of the key questions yeah. that could come yeah. up yep. uh, is also, you know. Yeah, testament yeah. to where it lies in the football index community as well. So I think that hopefully he answers that question. It makes sense. It makes and I was just saying in terms of Project Hadron or when a user or or a gambler on a football index will see some benefit of this. What time frame wise is it? Kind of how long is a piece of string? Because you don't know the complexities behind the scenes. Or could is it short term, medium term, long term? After a year, I don't what I don't know. Could you guide me into at all in terms of time frames? Yeah, I think with the current magnitude of Football Index as a platform means yeah. that it will take longer than most people think um, right. just because yeah. of the level yeah. of engineering that's required. I mean, one of the things that I picked up during the video was that, you know, the, the company is sort of heavily investing in that engineering side of things. The fact yep. that they've come up with this new system, they're having to expand their development team, hiring new people. For um, a lot of money as in. well. Absolutely. You yeah. boys aren't cheap, are you? We're not. <laughs> we're not us engineers we charge we charge a lot for you know yeah and they're not hiring. easy to come by either no and they're hiring they're still hiring i mean there's a job post for a i think a six-figure engineering role fig yeah. on their website so they're still recruiting go on, and these are all positive signs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ghost, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll slip in the back door <laughs> might might pop in there yeah um so yeah so it would take longer than most people expect because we are an impatient bunch and I, well I say that with a slight pinch of salt because we've been promised things. I think you, you hit the nail on the head, Ghost. Like Items have been over-promised and times have been missed on them. So this isn't something that's going to be turned around in the next four to six weeks. You know, This is a long-term project and we need patience with it, you'd, you'd suggest. Yeah, I, I would definitely suggest it to all the listeners out there who are, who are listening in on this is just to, to bide your time with, with, with everything that Football Index are doing. It is a transitional period. There is new leadership. There are new initiatives coming. Um, it's clear to see that the reinvestment into the engineering of the product itself is in order for it to be, you know, in order for future growth to be much smoother than, than it was uh, previously. Mm. Um, mm. And so... It's it's about having that patience, and as you say, we are a very impatient bunch of football index traders, um, generally speaking. But it's important to try and keep as much of a level head as possible. Um, you know, we've yeah. seen that, especially only in the past four to six weeks. I mean, what Sancho was trading above ten pounds maybe four six weeks ago. Uh, you look nearly. at his price now, nearly, yeah. Um, and you know, it's 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 ups and downs at the moment, and it's well, you know, it's, it, I guess that's the sim- symptoms of an illiquid market, sadly. Um, yeah. But again, that, that to me, how are we going to move towards a more liquid market? Um, well, we're going to have more customers. It's going to be cust- uh, company growth, or there needs to be. Um, they need to attract capital into the market. You know, there, there are ways around that. But at the moment, as you say, I mean, Sancho won PB, got up to, what, 860, 870. Um, he didn't win the weekend after because PB is hard to win, understandably so. And, you know, he was trading about £5.60 again. You know, every, everyone's very erratic. There, like Mbappe is a great example. You know, he doesn't win for a few weeks. People start to forget about him. He bursts out with a hat trick at the, the new camp on Tuesday night, and everyone's buying him again on a bit of media. It's very yo-yo, and it's quite erratic at the moment. Trading. Can I yeah. ask a, another question about the the video quickly? Just because I know we've, we've moved very tangential to that. Um, 
there was a little bit about developers wanting their own code and how Football Index or Index Labs have implemented this very uh, kind of, um, you know, hand-in-hand type developer uh, culture where people are working very much in teams rather than individually. Is that easier or harder as a developer? And two, does that make it more likely that we'll see new features and functionality on the platform faster or slower? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the whole initiative behind the whole you know hadron system that they're talking about isn't just from an engineering point of view. I think it's also revolutionary from the sense of uh, team collaboration. They, they talk about it in the video quite a lot in terms of way of working. Um, the new CTO that's come in has been such a key part of the business on improving the product. Um, they've become clearly more efficient um, on that side of things. And it shows what a massive impact that that has just, you know, a change in leadership. You look at Mike Bowen's prime example, you know, the, the announcements have been much more efficient. They've been more clear and concise about what it is they want to do and what they're doing. Um, and you can see that their collective sort of team effort has shifted. Um, another thing that was mentioned in the video was that they're now very their team is much more experienced. So they've got senior engineers and above, um, you know, no disrespect to all my graduate engineers out there who are sort of, you know, coming up in the game, but they don't have any of that to, uh, to drag them down. They don't have any sort of young uh, engineers who haven't got the experience to sort of drag them down uh, in their work. Um, I know that sounds quite savage, but it is as, as, as the industry goes. Um, and the fact that they have that bundle of experience at the top end means that there are less issues and that the product will eventually get better quicker. Awesome. I mean, uh, very thorough, very thorough. Panda, any, any questions? No, I don't think so. No. Um, we might have a few more in the questions. Lee. I'm sure we will when we come across them. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, listen, as you get questions up, Panda, I will plug the Patreon. If you guys are interested in supporting me, helping me out and continuing to help me make more Football Index content and good Football Index content, head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide. You can basically pledge a certain amount for month between three, four, uh, three, five, eight and 12 pounds a month. And you get different benefits depending on each tier awesome awesome content there and an awesome discord community as well in the eight pound a month tier so for as little as a pint or a couple pints a month or if you go for the yearly subscription there's about 50 15 discount uh do go over to patreon.com forward slash fi guide that should have bought you enough time panda to bring up some questions and it has um it has a uh, ghost it's hopefully going to stick around with this go it goes are you comfortable how long have you been on before we get into the questions how long have you been on football index for so uh, I, I joined Football Index um, in, I believe it was July of last year. So in, in relation to some of the other traders, I've not actually been on for very long. Um, I actually got uh, suggested it by a friend of mine, uh, another fellow trader, Mary Dismo. Shout out to Mary Dismo if you're listening to this. Um, he got me involved. He's been talking about it for years and he finally bugged me to sort of get into it. Um, and... Once you catch the bug, there's no there's no getting rid of it. Now this is interesting. So you've managed to stick with it, considering this has been the hardest period we've probably seen on FI, and you joined at a very difficult time. And there's been so many changes, um, but you've caught the bug, and you're just kind of looking at it as a medium to long term gambling game. So you're not too worried in the short term. 
Have you gone? No. Have you kept your patience and sanity? <laughs> well, the thing is, I've, I've. This isn't the only sort of platform. So I'm a multi-asset investor. This isn't the only ah. uh, sort of thing that I, I invest in. Um, and I think one of the things that you know multi-asset investing does teach you is to have a long-term mentality and to stick with a product because um, I think with trading, people get carried away with trying to time the market. Um, but it's more important to be in the market for a long time rather than to time the market. Yeah, um, I, I agree. So, yeah, go on. So I think it's 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 all a mentality, really. Um, it's about sticking with your guns and, and and just sticking with your holds that you have. I mean, obviously things change, and you have to adapt your strategy as as the market does as well. Um, but I think yeah. It, Investing in different products uh, does definitely help with, with the yeah. mentality side of you things. You see, that's, that's my, I've said this before on the podcast, that's, that's my idea of diversification. So it isn't necessarily diversifying within the Football Index platform because I think people know I'm a big Sancho holder and that's my, that's my main um, player. But not, you know, having money in different buckets or different assets, as you've said. So you're not just hellbent on looking at that screen every day and just getting upset about football index. Because if football index is going through a transitional period, then perhaps uh, another venture or another investment or another gambling game can can pick up the slack. So Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Uh, anyway, right. Okay. Uh, questions then, Fig, for us all. Um, in what position, Fig, do these teams have to finish for their managers to get the sack come the season end? And this is from Daniel Greenfield. Um, so Manchester United they're currently second where would they have to finish for Oli to get the sack I think if they didn't make top four you think he'd get the sack I don't think do you think he'd get sacked if they came fifth I don't think so I think he'd get another summer one more transfer window I yeah. think back him last year but it depends how. It well no this is not the, the question is in what position is he going to get sacked so I would say if he right, finished okay. ninth he gets the sack. Really? Okay, but it depends on the Maybe context, not. doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, well, but that's Daniel's asked to see. Okay, fine. That's what are we saying then? I think if they if they didn't come top four from the position that they're in, I think right, he'd be fine. He'd, he'd have a look. At okay, it. Ghost. I'm gonna we'll, we'll alternate these. Uh, Liverpool currently in sixth. How could Klopp lose his job? Think out anywhere outside the top ten, maybe somehow if that was to happen um, however I think that Klopp is probably out of all the managers in the Premier League he's got probably the safest job oh, I agree um, with that I would de- personally I think even if he was 16th they'd keep him after winning a title for the first time in 30 years yeah what he's done for the club has been yeah yeah, yeah. You, know, um, you can't you can't take that back uh, uh, Fig Spurs they're in ninth at the moment um, I don't think league matters I think if they yes, yeah, it's on the cup competitions. I think. I think if he finishes ninth and stays there, he's gone. I think he's going to go. I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good enough ninth. I called it on. Did I say three or four weeks ago when I said that I think, I think yeah, it was I last week that he might go? Um, mm. But but yeah, I can just kind of see it. Like he's mm. one of those. He's he's a manager now that once he loses a dressing room, he can't win. It, he can't really win them back. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and then last one for you, Ghost uh, Arsenal. They're in tenth at the moment. So what position? Would uh, Mikel Arteta lose his job? Do you think? Oh, that's, Arsenal's, oh, yeah, Arsenal's a tough one. I think if they finish close to the relegation zone, that's when that's when we're talking him losing his job. Because you look at Emery, he was given, I think, what, 18 to 20 months, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, Arteta's been in the job for 
around about the same time, maybe, if yeah. not longer. Um, so, yeah, Arsenal's probably another one where if they finish you know, below 15th, you're probably looking at them losing the job. Fig, your next question. Uh, I've got one here from FI Jack from the Fig Discord. Does the recent focus on topics like issuance keep more emphasis on betting on the product company rather than footballers? Or is it a necessary step to get us to the long-term goal of being solely focused on footballer careers <laughs> over the product? Yeah, I've been saying this since we started the Figcast Extra, January 2020. I'm tired of these terms, but it's almost like you have to swallow your medicine in some way. I don't know. Like, It's difficult to pivot and transition into a multi-global company unless you go through these teething pains and we're offered such high yield and reward because we are going to go through these teething pains. Um, to, to, the long and short of it is I am fed up of issuance curves, VWAPs. I hear more about that than I do footballers and performances on the pitch and media um, sort of performances and, and headlines. So... I think it's a bit of a necessary evil, but I'm bored of them, is the answer. Uh, Ghost, any thoughts? Yeah, I think fundamentally the product is about players and being able to believe in a certain player for them to perform. Um, If you don't, if you look at things like share issuance and all these other sort of initiatives that Football Index have been raving on about, and you focus on them over the fundamentals of the platform, you're always going to lose your way. so I think, yeah, you are definitely right. It does sort of make you swallow the medicine and just, you know, get on with it sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to focus on the fundamentals of the platform, really. Yeah, and, and you know, they deserve, we've criticised them fig between us, uh, elements of last year, delivery, some comms, which turned out to be ineffective and, and weren't met. So, you know, it's not just to let them off. And a lot of people out there listening have had difficult times with their portfolio. And um, as we've said Fig, before, don't blame anyone for walking away and stepping away from it if it's causing stress. Um, but personally, you know, I love the concept, love the platform and in it for the long run. So I have to accept VWAP and issuance curves and, and such forth. Um, this is from uh, Ginger Pierlo. Uh, Fig, you can start with this. If you had first draft pick, who are you signing? Haaland or Mbappe? Great question, Mad. That is a really good question. I'm going to take Mbappe. Now, it, it, why? Is it PB Matrix dependent? Media? Break it down from a Football Index perspective. Is it from a Football Index perspective? Well, I just think like... <sighs> I think it should be. Football it, Index podcast. Yes, think. of course. Um, I just think... I, I think both of them are going to be media machines, right? You saw Haaland trying to brew that storm, didn't you, last night where he said... Yeah, I thought that was I thought that. And, and do you know what? Got like, close. Panda, we've talked about um, him being having the right people around him over the last 12 months. Yep. And you just know that Mino, his dad, and all the people around him are gagging for that rivalry to be talked about for the next Absolutely. 10 years. I mean, I never forget I never forget when he moved last January and he was taking photos at the airport, you know, flirting with what kind of changed his name. To. Yeah, I mean he, yeah, he is a media whore, that's the right word. But you know, he loves the media. He loves it. And he wants to build his brand and he's got the pose, isn't he? The the, the is it the Buddhist or yoga? The, the pose, Buddhist uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the monk pose thing. Oh the monk. Okay. So but everything about him screams media and big personality. Um, and then on the other hand you've got Mbappe 
fluent in English, you know, the next French star boy, uh, uh, you know, breaking or equaling Pelé's records, uh, World Cup winner, the best player in his team at age 19, hat-trick at the Bernabeu, uh, the, the Nike Jordan PSG type thing, all of that stuff coming together, yeah, yeah. the Neymar relationship, the all of that kind of stuff. Like, he has also got the capacity to become a media powerhouse. Yeah. For me... I I think about it in terms of who do I think is going to have more of those Barcelona away hat trick critical type things in my life or in their in their careers, and I think I edge Mbappe. I think what? that in terms of being able to do what say a Neymar or Messi can do, where you can pick up the ball in the final third and just win the game. I do think that Haaland is slightly more reliant on the players around him. Uh, although he did look like a one-man wrecking machine the other night, he did still need support. And I think at times, like, I just got that sense when Bappe wasn't on that pitch at the... Did I say Bernabeu earlier, didn't I? I said, yeah, even the new camp. camp. At the new Camp, there were just times where no one could touch him. And you just felt like you were in the presence of greatness. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was like when K- the, the Kaka goal at Old Trafford, where he heads it and makes everyone and whoever uh, jump into each other. You just knew. You just felt like this guy is so much better than everyone else on the pitch. That's exactly how I felt about Mbappe that night. And I just, I don't know if it's like a gut feeling thing or it's your brain automatically processing data and comparing it to every performance you've ever seen. But for me, I was just like, I think this guy is going to be a top five player for at least eight years in his life. And he's going to play in every tournament that France are in. He's going to have great chance to win dividends across those tournaments. I think the tournaments probably edge it for him, if I'm honest. Um, Haaland is probably not going to, although Norway have a, a decent crop coming up, you know, him, Odegaard, uh, a couple others. I do actually still think, you know, France are going to go probably quite deep for the next five, six tournaments, aren't they? So I edge it to him in terms of, you know, the, the question here we've got from Holt in the football index or the FIG uh, Discord rather, who earns more dividends over the remainder of their career, Mbappe or Haaland? I do edge it to Mbappe, but I do think that Haaland probably wins more over the next 18 months. Ghost? Yeah, I completely agree. I think Mbappe is, uh, if you look at stars in the history of football, he is probably the closest to the biggest star you could potentially craft out of a footballer. Um, I think from a footballing perspective, Mbappe, Mbappe's game involvement, um, his passing of the ball, uh, you know, his the way he interacts on the pitch, his his speed off the mark. I'm not saying that Haaland doesn't have these things, but it's just a whole nother level for someone his age. Um, I think when you look at players like Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldinho, when they scored those goals that had standing ovations in the stadiums, I saw a tweet earlier on today about if the if the uh, if the camp knew was full, he probably would have received a standing ovation. And yeah, to be honest, to, to be honest, to be honest with you, I, I don't see why he wouldn't have. Mm. That performance is probably the best he's. That's probably the best single performance he's had of his career. If you look back on, you know, his, his so. past performances, um, you know, the the magnitude, no Neymar in that team. You look at that PSG starting eleven. It's not exactly the greatest squad in the world. Let's be no, honest. I mean, it's neither is neither is Barcelona, but you know PSG. Are known to be the, the team that you know heavily invest in that squad, and for being heavily invested, they're not actually a, a top you know top class starting eleven. Um, 
So I think, yeah. And then from a football index perspective, I mean, again, it's that sort of game involvement. He suits the PB matrix, you know, a bit more. Um, again, national on a national level, you know, Norway's not exactly going to be competing for World Cups and Euros anytime soon. France has got a very deep squad with a lot of support behind him. Um, and I think, and the that, thing yeah, about France as well, Ghost, is like, it's not just this generation. It's just, it's not just the next one. It's the one after that and the one after absolutely, that. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the depth at centre-back, you look at the depth in midfield, the depth everywhere, really. It's, it's kind of a joke. It really is. Um, France, has, France has got footballers for many, many years, haven't they? You look at mm. just centre-back as a position, um, you know, Upamecano, Varane, Kimpembe. You've got Tangin Gassi starting at Bayern Munich coming into the squad. You've got all these different players. Midfield, you know, Sofian Diop, even at centre-back going back again, Benoit Badiashile and the, all those Monaco guys, they're, they're ready to come into that, into that French squad come you know, when the older guys, you know, end their careers. And I think it's it's just wonderful to see all this talent on, on display. There's one, I'm just checking my pinned, the Panda pinned tweet. I've got my top 10 football index bets. Has that and changed, it, by the way, since the, in the last two weeks? No, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I've got Mbappe at four and I've got Haaland at 10. Mm. So I'm Mbappe. There was one part of what I loved, well, both of you I thought you actually answered Mbappe? well. But... Who do you have above Haaland? Um, you've got Upamecano above Haaland listen I was doing it and Delict stimulates some debate <laughs> and I can explain that in, in two calls but what I'm trying fatty. to say Delict Upamecano Greenwood Alexander-Arnold yeah. Rashford above Haaland you've got Rashford against uh, above you sure, you sure you don't want to change that list <laughs> I think listen, I'm going to buy I'm going to yeah. buy for a a, a redo of that because that is no listen I'm going to go through each one in a minute Why? no I'm not going to because they're bored people but the point i want to just pick up a scribble on my notepad here um for the ghost said mbappe's interaction on the pitch i think that's why i have him above harland um because it's that interaction that he offers harland is a better goal scorer i believe but mbappe offers more interaction um so therefore in terms of pb scoring i think that's what gives him the edge but harland has got more chance of coming to england so the answer is probably own both but uh and, and the other thing to go back to what maybe fig you said I'm going to bang the drum about age and I have been since I joined the platform and I've been proven right and I will continue to. Uh, it's just the community are still, we are way behind on where we need to be in terms of age. You know, like Mbappe played in a Champions League final last year, missed a couple of guilt-edged chances, people writing him off. He comes like, these players are going to improve. That's, you know, all, well, law of averages they will. And um, the hole that's going to be left in the media world once CR7 and Messi hang up their boots, it's going to be filled by the next generation of superstars. And that's We're already important. seeing it, aren't we, on this really well, bad primitive go. media there you go. Uh, so thing that we have? It's crazy that you wouldn't be investing in, in elite youth. Uh, but there you go. That, it's not, <laughs> that's just my opinion, I want to add. Uh, I've got a quick one here from Ben Curtis cool. uh, from the Fig Discord. What question are you going to ask Mike during the Q&A? What answer are you hoping yeah. for and what yeah. do you think you will get? Yeah, my, my key question to Mike, and I want to jump in here because I'm so passionate about this question. Right? I have huge concerns around the gambling industry as a whole. And the articles that we're seeing week in, week out now about sustainable gambling or being able to afford gambling losses, gambling operators getting into trouble for letting people gamble too much uh, and lose money. And there are now some quite high profile court cases. Football Index is a platform that I don't want to say it, it's inverse accumulator, but 
if we think about a classical betting accumulator, you stick down a 10 out and you win a hundred pounds. This is the opposite. You put in quite a chunk of money and over time you get that paid back and then turn into profit. So that's what I mean by inverse accumulator. And it requires large scale deposits. How, Mike, are you going to operate when you've been handcuffed by the gambling commission and attract bid capital in? That's my concern. If you can mm. sell me on that answer, then I will be invest, uh, depositing, you know, a huge amount more. Is that why the FCA license was being involved? Uh, was being rumoured? Is that why overseas expansion was? You know, to me, that's the key question. We'll get your question in. I will. Well, I've recorded a podcast. I know I've not had a chance to type it. But to me, if we're not asking that question, we're going about it in the wrong way. Nothing else matters, in my opinion. Mm. What about uh, you, Ghost? Mm. Yeah, I think it would be something along the lines of what Panda said. Um, because yeah, flattery. when when um, when I initially joined the platform, my first thoughts were, how is FI going to move away from a gambling slash betting platform and transition into an investing slash trading platform. Yeah. Um, well, it, now it can never it can never be the former, right? It can never be an investing platform because they are bets. No, no. it can be a akin to a spread betting platform. Yeah, absolutely. But then there's the question of things like regulations. How are they going to mm. reduce their status as a as a betting company and move towards that um, sort of trading? And, and I think the FCA licenses. Is is a is a good point to bring up. Um, I think again, Nasdaq is another sign of intention towards that that step. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got so many questions. I'll have to filter through them and find ones that. I mean, you know, when when you back a company, well, football index is five years old now. You are obviously trying to leverage your football knowledge, but you are backing the company as well. And um, I, th- I yeah. think that's the key fundamental thing, isn't it? What? Like you don't want to be betting on the company. You want to be betting on the footballers. Like we, what we keep saying for the last. Yeah, but yeah, they, but they they're one of the same. I, I don't know any young company where you're not. I mean, obviously, when you get to Betfair status or William Hill and they're PLC listed companies, of course, that's a completely different risk profile to those companies. But yeah. until that stage, I think we are we can't get away from that. That we are betting on the company. And to me, if where we're going to be in five years' time it won't look anything like this and it won't simply be just be a gambling product as we know it. it's going to have to evolve to, to get to where i think it it can go okay right uh do questions i'm on the wrong page only yeah. fans top one percent show pony if the guide was the wwe in the wwe which wrestler would he be most like also panda <sighs> given the time of year what advice do you have for staying out the mud i hear you were something of a an expert right back yeah xx I don't really get this. Uh, Pony behind the scenes, good friend of mine, seems to be dragging me through the mud and placing me in artistic images in the mud. And Mm. I don't quite know what I've done to be put in the mud. Obviously, I got the Sancho transfer wrong last year. But if it happens this year... It rolls on. I think I could come out (laughs) the mud. He's won dividends. He's a young player. I haven't had to sell. I mean, I've done a bit of recycling at times. But... Uh, you know, so I don't know. I think he's put me in the mud over Trent, which feels harsh. No, although he's not had a very good year. And in terms of his other question, what character would you be? I think you're a little bit like a Crash Holly. And I don't know who that is. yeah, people out there will, will, will can Google that and let me know if they. No, so are you a wrestling man? No. Good. Um, good. No, no. Uh, very niche wrestlers' names. I've never, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know those guys. Crash Hollywood. What is that? What is 
Yeah, Crash Holly. There you go. I mean, I'm do, I do think about my answers for the fans. Mm. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a techie question. I'm just going back to Ginger Pirlo, who was on your pod. He just said, this is a very quick one, snap, snap finger answer from you, Ghost. Um, is it a tech issue why we can't place multiple bids with the same cash like other platforms? Could that be a yeah. tech issue? Yeah, I think it is the case. Um, I think that, again, going back to that whole monolith structure, it can maybe only allow for a certain amount of commands to be run at a certain time in that uh, part of the uh, of the platform. Um, again, I'm not sure the technicalities and how oh. it's run, um, but it could be, again, a massive selling point of Hadron. So um, we'll yep. have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, this is from, I know this figs on mute, so I'm going to continue here. Ghost, you can answer this one for me if you can, okay. or pass. What impact on MB and PB? This is from Ian Brothers, or Bro- at Brothers underscore BE. Uh, what impact on media buzz and performance buzz would you expect, negative or positive, against current levels for Bruno and Sancho if the latter moves to United? Maybe Ooh. answer with Sancho as a midfielder and also if he's an attacker or a forward. Yeah, that's, that's a difficult one. Um, I think if Sancho transitions as a forward, eventually if he were to come to United or any other English team, I think that he'd be he'd be at the centre. You know, he'd be the focal point of of all media mentions. Um, he just has that he has that media pull about him, which again, being an English player in an English you know Premier League team, mm. it's it's a it's a combination for media divs. Um, I think in terms of PB. It suits, I think it suits Bruno more just because he has someone of a different class playing in front of him because obviously he plays in that gap between the sitting midfielders and the forwards and he's receiving the ball in the half turn and looking up at players. I think it, it, Sancho running running in front of him is just... Yeah, that is, that is actually, you know, this is quite an appearance from you. This is a good answer. I'm in the mud over something actually to go back I, when I... Uh, Lee B, I don't know if you know the account, but when Bruno signed, Lee B was chatting to me and was quite bullish on Marcus Rashford because he said that Bruno arriving will help Rashford because Rashford will get fed the ball in better spaces and quicker and his goal output and involvement. Just playing with better players improves that. And I do subscribe to that theory that Sancho will help Bruno in that in that aspect. But media, yeah, I agree with you. I think media, the, the, the spotlight is going to come to the new 80 or 90 million pound signing if it happens it's just inevitable yeah even if it is on a temporary basis I think that Sancho being English helps him a lot um, mm. again it could be very different if something like a new media monitor was to be introduced yeah um, yeah all risk and, and listen Bruno Bruno's Bruno's always going to have you know that, that star performance where he, yes. um, yeah, he you know, where he's going to do absolute bits we know that um, yeah, but yeah, again, being English, it's just it's just two years. Mm. A uh, couple here from Fi Run Fat Boy Run. First of all, Mbappe was the second person ever to score a hat trick against Barcelona in the new Camp. Can you guess the first person? No, <sighs> I saw this and I was struggling. I didn't want to um, cheat. Craig Bellamy. Um, Craig Bellamy. Yep. Are you right? is, it, is this wrong answers only, or is it? <laughs> Did he not? I mean, I, I'm just. Uh, when when would he have ever done that? I'm just typing in. Uh, I've got. Blackburn, memory. I don't think Blackburn ever played at the camp. Did Black, they? Don't start listening, me, guys. I'm just trying to type. I've just typed in Craig <laughs> Bellamy hat trick. Listen, if ever, there was a, if he's ever scored a hat trick. Wasn't there a situation with a golf club amongst the Liverpool squad when they went to the new camp and they won and they they had a putting stroke or celebrated with a golf stroke? 
Is it in the Champions League? What's the question? Uh, who scored hat tricks? Second person. Barcelona in the new camp. Oh, so it's not even but Champions he's not, League. He's not the second person. There must be more people that have scored hat tricks against Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, at, new, at the new camp. At the new camp. Yeah. Uh, what? This is the second only person. Yeah. Cristiano, maybe. It's not Cristiano. I've got the answer in front. Oh, of Oh, you know the answer, Fig. Let, yeah, just I've give me it. two. Give me two more guesses. I don't so. think you'll get it. Oh, of course oh. I will. Yeah, in the Champions League, there's only other. So one. Is it? Is it Craig Bellamy? It's obviously not Craig Bellamy. Okay, fine, fine. I've got two more guesses. Um, do, 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 do. Can you give me what decade it's in? Nineties, noughties, or tens? It's the late nineties. Fine, that oh. that helps me. Is it R nine Brazilian Ronaldo? It's not. Okay, I've got one guess left. Uh, it's going to be someone who's very obvious, but maybe not so obvious in the team he played. If that makes sense. Yeah. Is it? Oh. Is it Gabriel Batistuta? It's not. It's mm. Andrei Shevchenko. Oh, uh, for Dynamo Kiev? No, for Kiev, yeah. He oh, scored, okay. He's called three. Because he, he played with Sergei Rebrov, didn't he, at Kiev? And then uh, yeah, Shevchenko Rebrov scored in that goal as well. He got a, a, a late fourth, apparently. One went to Milan, one Spurs. <laughs> Love uh, the football knowledge. Thank, well, it's, it's exemplary. The other uh, one from FI, Ron Go on, yeah, go on. It's year zero on FI. Ask Panda for a military history reference here. The pod has run its course and you've decided to end the show. What are yours and Panda's final send-off slash statements? Oh, I can't do that under pressure. I mean, I would just say that for those of you I've fallen out with or that I've blocked, uh, I'll now be unblocking you and we can have our final remarks with each other. We're all hidden behind Twitter personas. Um, so like nothing personal and, um, you know, just be kind, I'd say. Okay. I don't know what I'd say, to be honest with you. No, there you go. I mean, I just thought about it on the spot. Uh, right. Next question is, AB, this is Ghost can go first, then Fig. Who is the better div return over the next two years? Trent Alexander-Arnold or Upper Meccano at Bayern? Trent. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sorry, sorry, Ghost. Ghost is natural. Ghost is chipping in anyway when he wants. I was just trying to help him with the order, but yeah. So you're saying Trent, Fig? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I hold one and not the other. Um, so I'm kind of biased um, however I think I just think Trent is just he's ridiculous on PB isn't he I mean even on a bad day he's scoring 120 130 yeah. plus even in a bad season he's been exactly, okay yeah, he's been, and he's been bad I'd say like he hasn't played up to his usual level and Liverpool themselves assists, has he no, and Liverpool themselves have struggled with clean sheets and winning matches and you do need to have clean sheets and win matches to help your PB Mm. Yeah, I think I think Trent. However, Upamecano to uh, Bayern has actually been quite a quiet transfer. It hasn't really been talked about in the community, yep. which is very interesting. I think that yep. that move suits him to a T. It allows him to sort of expand just, his career and just step up to the next level. Couldn't agree more. I just think it's an absolutely idyllic move. I mean, I had him as number eight in the Panda Top 10 bets. Reason being, big upside on a potential move to England, which was, I know, unlikely, but you had that there downside for me was probably a move to Bayern and that's not a downside that is a dominant team playing in the Bundesliga for the next five or six years with key pieces in place Kimmich Alfonso Davis um it's it's a place where he's going to win PB and he's going to get on the ball and he's going to dictate I think it's a great move for him right uh from the Adriano picture the other day best pro evo team from that period this is from Dwight Schroeter 
star from a few weeks ago. For me, AC Milan, Diamond of Kaka at the top was perfect. And with Shevchenko in front, it was goals all day. Did you play either of you the old Pro Evo games? Uh, I played Pro Evo 8. Oh, okay. That probably is too I was, late. I was a bit of a Pro Evo hater myself. I never. I was always a FIFA man. Ah, okay. So we can't... Yeah, that was the Dwight. year I transitioned to FIFA, though. I was, um, I was Juve, Dwight. So I used to play with Nedved in the hole. Similar formation to Milan. <laughs> but Adriano was a bit of a cheat code on that game back in 2005, 6. Uh, I've right. got one here from Form Cruncher. Afternoon, yep. in terms of best buys right now and based on dividend potential and current value, how would you order these eight midfield players on FI? And this is how he values, he, he orders them, right? Yeah. Number one, Mason Mount. Number two, Sancho. Three, mm. Foden. Four, mm. Ward Prowse. Five, mm. Jack Grealish. Mm. Six, Saka. Seven, mm. James Madison. And eight, Harvey Barnes. I think that's completely wrong, by the way, for all country. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you think, Ghost? Oh, I don't know, that's tough. That's Mount, at the t- Mount at the top of the list. Mount. I know the correct order. I'm a Chelsea the- fan and I'm not sure about Mount <laughs> at the top of that list. I'm, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I do. You don't listen to the show, surprisingly, Ghost, but I've said at the start of the season, uh, Mason Mount was my gem of the year, pick of the year, because I just, I love him as a footballer, but I'm not sure I could have him as the top the top buy on football index value. Yeah, I mean, yeah, based I on div potential and current value, form cruncher, Mason Mount on top of the tree. I want He's to not going to move. From... I'm going to read his blog here. Maybe he'll come on next it. week. I'll, I'll read... read it out. I'm going to read yeah, it out. Yeah, we'll read the... I think Madison and Barnes are in right, the right position. Here is then the surprise winner of this analysis for me is Mason Mount. As I mentioned above, this isn't because I think he's necessarily a better PB player for FI Prospect uh, than Jaden Sancho or Phil Foden, who I think are both actually a tad better in both regards, but more because you can pick him up for around £2. And for me, that offers better value right now with the market in its current state. Listen, I'm... I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say no. I think the order for me is Sancho Foden, Sancho Foden, Grealish. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Saka, Mount, Madison, Barnes, Warprouse. I'm not gonna. I think I, I put. I put. I put Mount before Saka. Okay, that's um, that's obviously but yeah. wrong. But you know, we can we can move on. <laughs> I would, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, that is a really good question. Um, it is. Right. Uh, but, uh, da, 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 where are we? A question here from Headhunter. One maybe for our friend Ghost. Given a hadron is a subatomic composite particle made of two or more quarks uh, held together by a strong force. Do you think the name they chose suggests pooled liquidity? Now, I think he's being a bit cheeky here. I don't expect you to give an answer directly on that. But what I would like to ask you, Ghost, is... Is there anything in the video or anything you've seen in terms of technicalities which suggest pooled liquidity? Or is that just too much of a reach to, to even link it to that? First of all, way to read into a, into a, um, a video, by the way. The naming, <laughs> the naming of the initiative is brilliant. Fantastic yeah. analysis there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think, generally speaking, the system that they plan to implement does allow for things like pooled liquidity however if you're talking about it continent wide there is a lot of regulation that needs to be sorted out there so i don't see it happening personally but pooled liquidity within the uk for example could absolutely be a potential potential move for fi um again it depends on what they plan to use the system for 
um, because knowing what they've released so far, it's all a bit up in the air. You know, have you have you been to the Hadron Collider, the large one? I have actually. I went on a school trip. Um, when was it? it was probably about six or seven years ago now. Um, yeah, yeah. I've read so, yeah, about it. Was, it. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was interesting. It's very good. Anyone out there, Google the Large Hadron Collider, and uh, you can ask me any. Questions I remember going to school at, at one point when that was like everyone was thinking, "Oh, if it goes wrong, there's going to be a black hole and we're all dead." What the Hadron think, Collider? Yeah, I remember <laughs> walking to school, being like, "Oh, this could be it, couldn't it?" And then uh, I remember someone at school being like, "Oh, yeah, they did it, and nothing bad happened." Yeah. <laughs> Funny story about that, actually. Um, when we did visit the Hadron Collider, Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas was there. Was he really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we managed t- to find him. I tell, I tell you what, he was. That's incredible. I tell you what, two famous celebrity spots for me. Also, I saw Will I Am when I used to work on the riverbank of London, and by more London there on the grass verge, Will I Am was recording a music video one night as I as I walked and left my offices. Will so I that Am been ten years ago. Will I Am came on my old company's podcast. And, so we've um, all actually met. Him. Well, we've all have, we've all got a link to him. He he, he likes his he likes broccoli blanched for two minutes and no longer. God, this is absolutely wow. stunning. A lot of music, yeah. Wow. So that's Will I Am and the other famous person, the most random one. Us. No, actually, this is not relevant. Right. Uh, if I Lambings <laughs> here, which of these get closest or go even greater than the career of a goat? Mbappe over Messi or Ronaldo, whichever you think is a goat. Uh, Haaland, Messi or Ronaldo, whichever you think is the goat. Uh, and then Mahomes and Brady. Um, do you so think, we, do you hmm, think there's any chance? Because I don't think Haaland will ever get to those Mm. levels Mm. i think he can have seasons where his output matches those levels i just don't ever think i don't think he has the natural ability to be as good as either of those two Mm. if i look at Mbappe's body of work we're not more mbappe are we we've spent so long talking about mbappe oh come on it's the question mate okay go on then quick He's already won a World Cup. If he wins a few Champions Leagues, could could we talk about it in the future? Yeah, I, I reckon so. People are massive into the NFL. Patrick Mahomes probably has. <laughs> Sorry, I love how like what? I was like, do we have a case there? And you were like, yeah, Mah- well, Mahomes. <laughs> no, no, I'm answering. He answered both outcomes. Patrick Mahomes. I'm starting with him. He has a two percent or a one in fifty chance of surpassing Tom Brady as the GOAT, it's minimal, especially with seven Super Bowls to one. He really needed to win last Sunday. I think Mbappe has probably got a 15% chance of surpassing Messi, who is my GOAT in football. I would put it down to more like 6 or 7%. Okay. Uh, Haaland is similar to Mahomes and Brady. I think Haaland has got a 2% chance of, of beating Messi. So Mbappe, 6 or 7, I can live with that number. Yeah. Uh, go on, your turn. Uh, Bobby Axelrod is the cat still on the fucking mat or what? Um, he, Bobby he, Axelrod's he, got some good crack actually. Yeah, liking his uh, his chat recently. Is that a guy or woman? Do we know? I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Do we? Who's behind that? But serious question: With the seeming lack of market makes anytime soon, do you think the international expansion has been accelerated to add pool liquidity? We've kind of discussed that, so yeah, uh, we, we think it's needed. So we move on from that. Last couple fig, and then I have to go. No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I do. I've got baby to bath. <laughs> Stays dirty tonight. Uh, Chris Barker, specifically for the Super Forecaster, who finishes higher in the league and why Villa or Arsenal? Uh, let me bring the table up. Meant to be. Yeah. Do you know the answer, Ghost? To that? Uh, Villa. Villa. 
I think Villa. Oh, Villa of 36, well. Arsenal. They've got a couple of games in hand as well. 34. Oh, yeah. Two points with two games in hand. Yeah. 14 rounds left. I think, However, a small yeah. injury to any of their star players and no chance. Yeah, they are more vulnerable, aren't they? Because they're yeah. more reliant on... That's a, good, that's a good point. I think Arsenal for that reason. Fair enough. FI yeah. Ram, quick fire yes. round. Go Most on. impressive achievement, Leicester winning the league or United treble winning season. Leicester winning the league, isn't it? Oh, Leicester, no, no discussion. Leicester, no discussion. Yeah. yeah. More Agreed impressive achievement, Arsenal's invincible season or Liverpool's win last season. Oh, come on, mate. It's Ram. Liverpool for me. It's Liverpool not for even, me. It's not even close, mate. It's Liverpool by a landslide, that one. You know what, Fig? I'm going to upset you. You are off the trolley, aren't you? I'm going to upset you and all Arsenal fans, okay? The most underwhelming achievement in my sporting career, and I'm a master of sport, is the Arsenal Invincible season. Oh, he's done it. He's done it. No, he's done it. (laughs) You have have officially made... You're not going to get any more listeners. Why? That's it. Every Arsenal fan is going to be absolutely blooming you mate they're going to absolutely ridicule you but, but like I'm already ridiculed panda. to an extent a- now, no 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 before I was cut off Rudy there by a ghost who's been really quite <laughs> sublime until that point and now he's upset me uh, you can defend this figure right? but that team was elite under Wenger absolutely no doubt about it yeah. and it, it should have won a Champions League yes. and it pains me to this day that that quality quality team did win a Champions League it pains me and as well there were so many draws in it and it, I felt like the the football side or the club almost become consumed with this invincible and unbeaten run and it led to them actually not attaining as many points as I thought they should have done and there was too many draws in it for me and I think that Arsenal fans go on about it and hold it up too much it's about winning trophies and points and it's a great achievement but the amount it's talked about it it, it doesn't do it for me but like psychologically it's very hard not to lose a game in a season of course, it's just very course. hard. And how can how can Liverpool's achievement be bigger when City have uh, got more points than them in the season before? Like the, the oh, invincible... maybe I got mixed up there. So City did City beat Liverpool? City got over hundred points. Liverpool got ninety nine last season, right? Ah, oh, okay then. Yeah. Not losing yeah. a game is very very difficult. Very difficult. Of course it is, and this is all relative. And not I, losing, maybe I was a bit not losing top. at all psychologically is. It's almost impossible, as we see. As we and Liverpool see. went out to Atletico last year, didn't they? Yeah, they lost to Watford, who got relegated three 0 I know they'd won the league, but like, how many more points did Liverpool get last season compared to Arsenal's invincible? So, what's the gap? Uh, let me have a look. Uh... And I'm just trying to keep your Arsenal fans on board. Arsenal had 90 no, points. I appreciate that. Ghost. Arsenal fair. had ninety points. They only had nine points more. Okay, then I'm going to retract that statement after <laughs> after Ghost uh, coming at me and both of you. It's just ridiculous. I'm going to say that Arsenal's Invincibles are a better achievement. Okay. Of course it's better. Moving on. Uh, but more likely to break not, Rooney's United. Not, hang on, hang on, but not as much as the City's achievement two oh, years ago. Oh, come off it. More likely but, to break yeah. Rooney's United goal-scoring record. Greenwood or Rashford? Oh, this is a slam dunk, isn't it? All of us, Greenwood. I don't know about that. Oh, really? Rashford's got no chance without penalties. I don't think neither of them will, but if you're talking about one or the other, I think Rashford's got a slightly better chance. But Greenwood's, isn't Greenwood the most natural finish you've ever seen, apart from Haaland, Ghost? <laughs> just putting words in his mouth what and asking these, him to agree. What are these statements I'm being told? What are these statements? <laughs> he's, he's, he's two-footed. He's an elite finisher. strikes the ball cleanly off both feet. You can just see it if you watch it. Is it, is it in terms of total goals, right? 
Yeah. No, United's goal scorer. United goals. So, uh, so as far as I'm aware, Rashford has 52 so far. Yep. And how uh, old is he? Oh, no, no. He's got loads more. He's got 59 <laughs> plus 8. That's 67 plus 16 in Europe. That's pretty good. Okay, so what's that then? 73? 83. 83. 83. And how old is he? 83 goals. And, he's and how old? 23. 23. 23. 23. Yeah. Right. How many Greenwood's got now? Let's have a look. Bear with me. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, 22. So Greenwood's got 22 goals. So he's got a yeah. quarter. And how old is he? He's 19. 18. 19. 19. Okay. So in four years, he's got 60 goals to be on par with Rashford, which works out to be 15 in all competitions. He's going to absolutely walk it past Rashford. Right. Moving on. Better long-term hold for both of you. Theo Hernandez or Cancelo? Uh, Theo Hernandez. Ghost. Ooh, I still think Rashford. Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. You're not listening, can... you? You're not listening sorry, mate. <laughs> I said better long-term hold. Theo oh. Hernandez or Cancelo. Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> see you, uh, he's come on. He stole the show, uh, Ghost, doesn't he? Today. Um, right. KFC Last... or McDonald's? Yeah, uh, McDonald's for me. McDonald's. Yeah. Okay, and the final, come on, career conundrum, so I've got to run the bath. Right, off we go. to Liverpool, to Charlton, to Spurs, to Fulham, to Blackburn, retired. Got to be Darren Bent. That's not right, because Darren Bent played for Everton, <sighs> uh, for Villa. I think I it ne- could be Marcus Bent, though. Oh, I never get these right. That is tough, though. Crew to Liverpool, to Charlton, to no, Spurs. No, Marcus Bent is so wrong. So I, always, I always say it with such an emphatic tone and I'm just hoping one day to be right. Because if you say something with conviction, people generally believe you. Uh, I've got no idea, mate. No, I don't think we're going to get this, I'm afraid. Um, we'll have to let one of the listeners let us know. Danny Murphy, maybe? Oh, I think it is, it actually. probably is Danny Murphy. Oh, this is really embarrassing that he's come on and completely wiped the floor with me in this appearance. And he's yeah. going to go to the yeah. background again. Yeah, 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 yeah. It Has he got it? Isn't it? He's gone to Fulham. Oh, I've got it. Brilliant. What a shout. <laughs> Tell you what, do you like the zoo, Ghost? Do you like going to the zoo? Uh, where's this going? Well, people that come on and, and perform to this level usually win two tickets to the zoo, uh, courtesy of the Panda. So uh, I'll send you a couple of tickets after the show. We'll organise that, okay? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. <laughs> I've, I've got to run. It's just such a weird thing to offer people <laughs> that come on, isn't it? Uh, Ghost, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Where, thank you where can so people much. find out more about you? Uh, just on Twitter mainly, fi underscore ghst. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. A bunch of fun. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. At short notice as well, Panda. Yep, at sporting underscore Panda, and uh, try and reach out to me. I'm not very good at DMs, but I'll be back next week, so I'll talk to you through the airwaves. Panda, I'm going to yeah. call you out on air. You owe me the intro yes. music that yep. Otto said he was going to edit for us. Yes. Um, it looks like tomorrow now. So I'll be in all day tomorrow. And well, you've got I've been my talking number. talking to you about this for three months. Yeah, but if you ring me tomorrow, I will do it on the phone with you. <laughs> but I can't do it on the phone with you. Ah, you've, okay. you've got to just record into your laptop. Okay, I shall well, try I and do that and then tomorrow. To right, thank you very much everyone for listening. I had to call him out on air because he obviously doesn't respond to anyone, not even me. 
if you guys did enjoy that please do leave a review on itunes or wherever you guys listen to your podcast and we'll have more thick cast extra for you Thank you.